0: Greetings and welcome to episode number 65 of the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. Today, coming all the way from Australia, I have Bro or Brody Rose of... Brody Rose Creative. And she is telling us about Canva. We basically have a love fest about Canva, how it's changed her business, absolutely transformed her offerings, and really helped her hit some passive income opportunities, which was really fascinating. And kind of our whole journey of of knowing each other online. Brody is one of those people that I see as a colleague and as a friend, um, even though we've never met in person. But I really admire her design style, and we kind of just love-bombed each other, too. So that's always nice to hear and fun to listen to. Enjoy Brody Rose Newsome.
1: my static branding marketing,
0: You're listening to the Kiss My Aesthetic Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Winterstein of MKW Creative Co., where we build brag-worthy brands through visual identity, design, and social media. You're in the right spot for branding, marketing, and entrepreneurship advice. So enjoy the episode. Greetings and welcome back to the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. I'm so excited to have good friend through Instagram on the other side of the globe, all the way from Australia coming in. Brody, welcome to the podcast. Woohoo, yes. Lovely to meet you. And thank you so much for having me. Finally, right? Because I feel like we've been friends on social media (laughs) for so long and it's so great. I mean, God bless social media for that. Um, But for anyone who maybe doesn't follow you yet or doesn't know you, can you tell us who you are, what you do, who you help and how you help them?
1: Yes. I, well, I'm Bro from Brady Rose Creative Co and I am a freelance graphic designer. I specialize in brand design, websites and illustrations. Um, so basically I, I love helping, uh, businesses that want to stand out from the, from the crowd. I do that through using bold color, uh, illustration and then, um, helping them utilize it in a really tangible way. So yes, all the way from Australia, I actually live in a really small country town. And um, so people get really surprised when they find out that I do all this work online and um, work from like rural Australia. Have you always been in rural Australia
0: or is that a more recent move?
1: Um, So I actually grew up in a really small country town. And then when I went to school and work, um, I actually went into like I lived in Brisbane for about 10 years. And then in the last two years have kind of traveled around Outback Australia and um, have settled down in a kind of like small towns.
0: So, yeah. Okay. It's still on my list. I've never been. I'm dying to go. I've been a lot of places, Come but over. not yet. Australia. I know right <laughs> now that things are opening up again, it's definitely very high on my list. Um, as far as your design services go, like I said, we connected through Instagram probably a few years ago. I think you and I have a very complimentary style. We both like a lot of the same things. So we definitely kicked it off. Bold use of color, kind of funky fonts, um, working with a lot of, you know, women-based businesses or women-owned businesses, but kind of walk us through all of your offerings as they stand now from free to bite sized to bread and butter, to VIP all the way up the ladder.
1: Yeah, I love I love that you said that because actually, um, when I first started designing, you were one of the first like one of the first other designers that I started following, and um, something oh that really yeah yeah I know like it's been, it's been a few years now, but something that really resonates with me now and that I love about what I see you doing is that I don't I do have a niche I love working with women in business, but I still have um, quite a diverse style when it comes to creating Mm -hmm. different designs for clients. And, and like, I've, I've heard you talk about it so often and it's like, you're, um, you're really crafting something specific for that business. And I'm not just putting the same spin on different designs to look the same or yeah. But, um, in terms of like what I do on a day-to-day basis, I do have a whole bunch of services that start from like really small bite-sized offerings, as you said, like business extras, things that businesses need, like HTML, email signatures. Like I, I do that for clients who I don't build brands for. And that's because as a as a designer, I know that they might have assets that they already want to continue using, but they just need tangible day-to-day items like um, social media templates, uh, email signatures And even just rolling their branding out into like extra icons. So I I do smaller design packages like that. And then um, what I love to do and what I would say is my bread and butter is brand design. So starting from the get-go or doing a rebrand for a client or a brand refresh, really working through who their ideal audience is and what visual graphics are going to help serve their business. Um, Yeah, so I I do that every day and I work with some really amazing clients from all over the world. I'm so blessed and I love bringing together a visual brand identity that really allows them to take their business to the next level. And then some extra stuff that I do um, with my brand design clients might be website builds and I do uh, like all the different platforms like Squarespace, uh, WordPress, Shopify, all of of the, the main ones. And yeah, right through to like Canva templates, um, ebook designs, everything that a business could need. Really, you're busy. <laughs> I'm so busy. Oh my gosh! Is this all just you, or have you started to build your build your team up? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me this question. Um, uh-huh. It has been it has been uh, something that I have watched you do in the past few years, and I've absolutely adored how open you are about your journey in terms of, you know, being a solo graphic designer, traveling the world, which Mm -hmm. is so inspiring, by the way. But I I definitely have um, a base of contractors that I use now. And that has allowed me to really scale in terms of my service offerings, how many clients I can take on board at Mm -hmm. any given moment. And um, yeah, and I've absolutely loved working with the contractors that I have, I know that one day um, when I when I kind of find a place to settle down, I'm going to see myself and set my business up in more of a way where I'm like the creative director. Yes. Um, but I think the last few years for me has really been about building up my experience, also learning new skills and constantly growing my business uh, like mindset as well. Like I think that's mm-hmm. such a huge part of what we do is like working on ourselves as well as, you know, totally. working for clients.
0: So. Totally. I think I can narrow it down to three very large shifts um, in business, Mm -hmm. especially as a creative designer. And I'm wondering if you've also hit these. The first shift is moving from hourly pricing to project-based pricing. I think that opens up and also refines what you do drastically when you're first starting. Um, and for me, that was in like my first two years of business. Then the second shift is, Oh my goodness, I have all these clients and I don't know that I want to work across all these injuries industries or all these offerings. Right. So how do you kind of start to define a niche? Cause that's really hard to do if you don't have any experience in any of those niches. And then the third shift is like, this is too much work for one person and I need help. (laughs) And then once you get there, it's a whole other ball game. Uh, Ashley Pollard always says new level, new devil. And I totally agree with that because when you hit that new level, it's exhilarating, but it also comes with a whole other set of challenges. So walk us back to the very beginning. When did you start and how did you know that this is something that you wanted to do? How did it evolve? When was your first day? Like take us all the way back to the beginning. (laughs) Oh, wow.
1: Yes. Okay. Well, um, it's a little bit of a different story for me in the fact that I didn't go to uni. So, in Australia, we call university uni. Um, I didn't go to uni knowing what I wanted. Um, I actually started studying creative writing because I, I wanted to be an author, I wanted to write novels. Um, but I also finished high school quite young. So, I started uni when I was 16, uh, which I think, like, you can't really decide what you're going to do for the rest of your life when you're 16, right? So I went to uni, started studying writing and um, took like an art class as one of my topics and was doing so much better in my art classes. Um, so much so the, the teacher pulled me up, like the professor pulled me up in front of the entire um, hall, the lecture hall, and said, based on what I had presented, that I should be teaching the class. And he meant it in such a genuine way. It was so lovely. It was such a huge compliment, but being 16, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to take it. And I was just mortified. I was in front of a, a class of people that were a lot older than me that had more experience and and I was just kind of like shell-shocked and I ended up deferring uni and then getting into the workforce and like doing a whole bunch of other things. So I have done admin, I've done, um, oh gosh, I, I was an event planner for six years, absolutely oh loved gosh. that. And I think, yeah, <laughs> I that I you know taught me a about lot you. about pro- <laughs> project management yeah so i did um conference and event planning so have been traveled all over southeast australia oh, sorry southeast asia pacific and australia doing conferences so like a week at a time in a different location um which has been amazing in terms of like traveling australia and learning project management which is something that i think has really helped me grow this business.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those sneaky skills that when you study art and you study the creative side of it, they don't teach you project management. And it is like, thank goodness my parents, my family is entrepreneurial because I learned all my project management skills from them for sure. But keep going. I want to hear where the rest of this goes. So event
1: planning (laughs) into? Into. um, So every, every six months with my boss from my event management company, Um, she'd pull me aside and be like, hey, what are you loving? What's, you know, what do you want want to work on? She was an amazing boss and still is to this day one of my mentors. So she actually pulled me aside and had a conversation with me and said, would you like to do some training? Do you want to upskill? Like I know that you love doing the website side of things, the email marketing side of things. And I was like totally down for it. I was like, yes. So um, she actually gave me the opportunity of sending me to um, night school to study graphic design. Very smart business move on her part because for a small investment, she then had an in-house graphic designer that could roll out designs and she was, you know, charging good money for, um, you know, an hourly rate designer. So yeah, that's actually how I studied design. I went to Shillington College. So didn't, don't have a university degree, went to Shillington College night school, which by the way, almost killed me because I'm an early bird, like I get up so (laughs) early. I'm usually online working from 4.30 a.m. in Australia and I've done that. What? For,
0: wait, 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 wait. Yeah. 4.30 a.m.? What? <laughs> Start over. <laughs> because that's just naturally when you're creative. Like what's the what's the 4.30 yeah. part of it? Really? Yeah. So
1: my my brain, when I wake up, my brain is on fire and thinking about all of these amazing ideas. And so wow. I get up early and um, it also allows me to be online at the same time as my US-based clients. So that's also really important. Um, So it serves a purpose, but yeah, going to night school and doing that until like 11 p.m. at night, it was so, so hard. So that was like 2017. (laughs) It was like 2017 for me was actually harder than um, 2019 with COVID and 2020. Yeah, yeah, so it was crazy. Uh, So yeah, I graduated there, kind of did some freelancing side work on the side of still being employed full-time as an in-house graphic designer for the event management company did that for a few years, which I loved, and helped me like in terms of building my freelance business, like Brody Rose Creative Co. It helps me be able to position myself and do like collaboration work and free free design work to build my portfolio. And and in that process, I think it was like 2018, 2019 is when I started following you and mm-hmm. um, being a part of your journey, which has been super inspiring. Like I remember oh <laughs> seeing like. Is hearing you talk about um, and I think that's why it is still so ingrained into my memory like of seeing like your stories and your posts because you were so open and that's like something that I always really wanted to be was really open about, you know, my journey as an entrepreneur and especially when it comes to money, because there's so many designers and yeah. um, creatives out there that don't share their pricing or they don't have those conversations. And I'm like, well, how do I know how to price myself? And so exactly. like, I remember you sharing, you sharing a post once about hitting a 10K a month and buying yourself a hat. And I was like, oh mm-hmm. my God. Like Mm -hmm. that is such an amazing idea, like rewarding yourself. And I was like, girl is hitting $10,000 a month. That is amazing. And I was like, so that was my first goal. One of my big ones was like to hit Mm -hmm. a 10K month. And like I sit here today is like the 10th day of the month and I've already hit 10K. Mm -hmm.
0: So it's like, like that's the thing. It's so (laughs) funny to look back on it because I remember that feeling like such a freaking Milestone like, and it is, and absolutely, if you're that person and you're new in business and you're just getting that milestone for the first time, but it's so funny to be a few years out from that because I still have all the hats hanging on the wall in my bedroom, and now I feel like I'm gonna look back on them and be like, wow, that was so 2017, 2018 of me because like I don't wear them (laughs) as much anymore, and like now I need a 10K month to cover my operating expenses. I've got team members, I've got softwares, I've got tools that I'm using. I've got, you know, materials that we're moving around. So like to hit a 10k, if I'm not hitting a 10k k month, like we kind of have a problem. <laughs> so <laughs> it's so funny to see it kind of from the flip side, because that was totally my MO and I wanted it to be known. And I wore it like a crown to every networking event that I went to. And it was just like my signifier of my accomplishment. And that's so funny that that's what stuck out to you from all the years. Um, it yeah. is crazy. Oh, well, there's, there's
1: been so much that has really kind of stuck out, but you're like, so inspirational and as a a designer. You have to
0: stop saying inspirational. I see us as equals. Are you kidding me? Like, this is not like, (laughs) maybe I just overshare. I think that's probably what
1: (laughs) is. I'm so flattered. Honestly.
0: Yeah. Honestly. And I, I see like, I'm in your
1: group, your Facebook group, Kiss My Aesthetics. And I see like junior designers coming through and Like I, I'm very much of the position that if we can share and learn and grow as a group and as a like collaborate, like I'm so, um, I love collaboration and I I partially have built my business based on collaboration with other businesses, other creatives, other owners and other women. And it's honestly, if I came into this situation being close-minded and being like really like protective of how I do things or the way that I work with people, I wouldn't get very far at all. If anything, if anything, I probably wouldn't have made it this far.
0: Yep. Yep. There's two things that we know about women and I don't mean to put everyone in a box, but working with majority women, being in a family of all women, I have four sisters, my mom's an entrepreneur, my grandmother, my great grandmother, my aunt, they're all in their own businesses. There's anything we know about like female presenting people as a clientele is that one, they talk and two, they're fiercely loyal. So like we can always count on women to talk to each other and we can always count on women to, if that's your girl, that's your girl. Like you're going to stick with the person that helped you. And it's so interesting because I think back to my 2017, 2018, the reason I got on stories so early is because I was following designers that I perceived to be four to five years ahead of me who shared everything who shared, this is how I export files. This is how I outline fonts. This is how I create a logo. This is how I present a logo. And I was just flabbergasted that they were sharing it for free on their stories because it felt like I almost like couldn't, like I wasn't allowed to be looking at it in a weird way. Like, (laughs) like, am I supposed to be seeing this? Like, this just seems like too much. So for me, the best way to kind of pay it forward in a sense was then to do that for the people that were maybe like right... You know, two steps behind me, and like, kind of bring them on the trail too. So I think that that for social media, for for that aspect and the social learning of it, like, we're in so many yeah. good Facebook groups for designers. Like, I know you're in the same yeah. ones as me because we're always like tagging each other and stuff. <laughs> um, but the Facebook group too, it's been such a cool place to to learn things together. And that's kind of how my live streams have evolved as well. as like, kind of when you pull people in and you help them. My whole mo is like, if I can be a teeny, teeny, tiny part of someone else's success story then it's worth it. Then it's worth it. Like why bring anybody else well, down? Well, I think you've absolutely ticked that box. <laughs> yeah. You think so? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, look at me.
1: Like I, I right. don't honestly, <laughs> like I, I can, I can hands down pick you out as one of three designers that I have continuously and even to this day watched evolve our industry in terms of like what we do and how we do it, and, but also bringing up and and raising other people to the platform, and and um, also I think it's really important to show that to potential clients. Like you, you've created mm-hmm. so much content and education that then supports you know future clients working with other
0: designers as well. Mm -hmm. And that's where we can kind of, if you can be, there's a lot of really good books on this topic. One of them that I, that I read recently was called built to sell and it's a fictitious storyline, but it's based around a logo design agency. Basically the guy running in circles, trying to keep up with all the client demands to positioning his business in a way that he could sell it. Right. Oh, so, yeah. how do you sell a logo design agency if you're the designer, if you're the creative brains, right? So the the author basically coaches this fictitious guy through this whole process about how can you create a brand for yourself and a process for yourself that's so proprietary and it's so unique to you and your sensibilities and who you are that you can train people in how to do it in your way. And wow. I was like, that's so cool! Holy dooly, yeah. And then you have the client list and then you have the reputation. And one of the things he said is to own the way that you educate people on that process. So to to create for me, the Kiss My Portfolio Challenge. I had so many people asking me, will you make a course? Can you make a course? Can you please, pretty please do a course? I did not have the attention span for a course. No. And by the time I did it, I had a feeling that I was gonna wanna re-record the whole thing because things would change. And that's the the reality of our industries. Things change all the time. And Businesses so evolve all the time. Yep. Marketing evolves all the time. That to create coursework around the idea of building a brand, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to be doing that. But how can I do it? And so that's how that kind of evolved, which I know you've been involved in and have definitely watched, at least from the sidelines, the designers yeah. um, submitting their work that way. You've taken one of them, at least yeah, one. Yeah, I did.
1: I think it was the first that's one. That's so fun. So this is the first one, Chroma Charters. Ages, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, it was true. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you know what's so funny about that? Um, so I, as you just said, took your Kiss My Aesthetics challenge way back and we worked on chroma charters. Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh, I can't even say that word. Um, and I remember my design was like really different to what I was doing at that time. Cause at mm-hmm. the time I was still kind of like finding my groove, working out my aesthetic. And I remember I'm, I was like, I'm just going to do something like out of the box for this challenge. And anyway, in the last week I managed to secure one of my biggest clients to date and, that's so like similar to ter- in terms of like really? their- it's such like oh I'll show you I'll I'll, I'll send you through like what you'll have to um, send it to with. me please yeah but it's like really beachy vibes cool like real trendy and like one of the concepts that I actually sent to them was when I went through the entire like design process we looked at some inspiration and like my one of my Prima charters designs was there. And I was just like, wow, this is crazy. This is like from years ago. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, right? full circle <laughs>
0: moment, right? <laughs> yeah. I love that. And that's exactly what I that's the kind of I feel like that's the kind of challenge I would have taken in my first, second, third, fourth year. Like to yeah. again break into a different industry, get feedback, push your design envelope. And I was always the kid, I was a fine arts major. I was never the artist that was like furiously sketching in my sketchbook. Like I was way more interested in receiving the prompt and delivering on the prompt than to just create stuff out of nothing. That just was not ever my MO. I wanted an objective and I wanted to crush it at the objective. So it's no, yes. it's no accident that I fell into to brand design and graphic design because it's yeah. creative visual problem solving, don't you think? Absolutely, I almost said absolutely completely. <laughs>
1: um, no, Jen, I mean, go for it. Let it fly. <laughs> no, you hit you hit the nail on the head there. Like I, I think as a brand designer, it really is about communicating through design and not just having a, a creative outlet. Like, don't get me wrong, I love painting, but I have to go into doing a painting with an objective. I don't just kind of go, oh, I'm just going to start painting and see what comes out. I go, okay, I'm I'm going mm-hmm. to paint a flower or I'm going to paint a landscape. Mm-hmm. so yeah absolutely and i i feel like there is there is still like a uh, a diversity in terms of designers producing pretty designs versus designers and brand designers producing design with communication and intent which is you know yes. there's and this such a difference in the outputs so yeah so and and your process the the design challenge process actually walked people through how to do that and from from my perspective when I took it I was still evolving my process and I think it really helped me work out what that process looked like
0: Mm -hmm. but yeah
1: it's it's just it's been amazing to see both of us evolve and I love that word for it because it is an evolution uh, and it will always continue to be an evolution for me and my business um I, one of my main values in my business is learning and relearning and mm-hmm. continuing mm-hmm. to be open to innovation. Like our industry is just evolving so rapidly and so fast.
0: I don't want to get left behind, right? Exactly. That leads us so perfectly to what I think we're just going to have a love fest on Canvas. So Canva, <laughs> if you're listening, send us a free membership or something because you and I both live and die and breathe. Canva. I use Canva every single day without fail more than I use Adobe Illustrator, Photoshop, or any of the Adobe Creative Suite programs. I am a super fan. I know you are a certified Canva creator. So let's talk about that. But (laughs) When did you first hear about Canva and were you a fan or were you like, ew, this is like really basic graphic design bullshit. (laughs) It's so, yeah, it's look, it's a bit of a crazy story for me
1: because um, Canva, like they They've kind of come really prolific in the last few years, especially in Australia because it's an Australian-based company. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty rare that you come across a small business owner in Australia that doesn't use Canva. And I think it's like getting like that around the rest of the world as well. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like a household name. And it's like in Australia, we have a telco company called Telstra and they pretty much have, um, they've pretty much dominated Australian like kind of like industry for like the last 10, 20 years. And they're the biggest brand. They're also one of the most hated brands. Hashtag Telco Love. Right. Um, yeah. I actually, even, <laughs> I even worked for them once, like way back in the day, I used to be like, um, a business manager for them. And, um, Canva have surpassed their earnings, like well surpassed. Oh my and it's goodness. just, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, um, I didn't immediately start working with Canva as a graphic designer. Like when I come out of college, I was like Adobe InDesign, Illustrator. Like I was still figuring all that out and working on my processes and figuring out what I wanted to do as a designer. And then when I started building brands, I really noticed that when I handed over all of the design assets, my clients were kind of like, oh, cool, I've got a logo now. But they had no concept in how to use the logo. It's just like, okay, well, do I put that? Where do I put it? Do I put it on my social media? Like, how do I how do I actually use mm-hmm. this brand? Mm-hmm. And so I first started doing um, much like you did, the Google Slides and like formatting Google uh-huh. Slides and building templates in Google Slides to send uh-huh. to clients. But the struggle with that was that clients didn't know how to use it. And I remember people would say to me, "Oh, can you build something for me in Canva?" And I'd be like, "Oh, you know, no, sorry, I'm a graphic designer. I use Adobe Illustrator and." And then I remember like actually using Canva one day and being like, this is so much easier for clients, like for Mm -hmm. for people creating their own designs. And like, let's be honest, small businesses don't have budget for content creation by graphic designers on a day-to-day basis. Canva bridges that gap in a really smart, affordable and user-friendly way. And so I remember being like, I need to, I need to jump on this. And I remember putting out like a few Canva templates and and I started to kind of offer that as a service. And it was like people jumped at me for it and they still do. Like I, I kind of like, and it's, it's crazy because for them, it's a tangible way for them to use their branding. So like I build custom branded, like custom Canva templates for my clients using their brand assets. So I build all of the logos and elements professionally uh, and export them into like vector files but then I upload those assets into Canva build their templates and it is for a lot of businesses has up-leveled their game in terms of digital marketing they are now got consistently branded um, email newsletters uh, social media grids Facebook pages Facebook groups it's really kind of changed the game for them for small businesses. And I'm all for it, but I, I've definitely received Same. some hate from other designers. I've caught a few, few sneaky DMs that is just kind of like like you're not a designer if
0: you're using Canva. And it's just like, well, actually, <laughs> I am. But Okay, um, here's what do yeah. you have like a go-to analogy that you explain to them? Do you have like a rebuttal that always comes to mind? Because I have one that's an analogy. I've said on the podcast before, but I'm curious what you what's your response in that okay.
1: situation. Um so I I usually when I explained to people that have an issue with Canva, like I I kind of say to them that. It's like when um, Uber came to Australia and where there was a, a huge issue here in Australia. Taxi drivers went on strike and you'd jump into a taxi to go somewhere and they would just be verbally abusing Canva because it's taking away their income. But the taxi was like real hot and stinky and the guy sweated really badly and it was like an awful experience. And then you'd get into mm-hmm. an Uber and it was like clean, clean. Crisp aircon mm-hmm. is on. There's a bottle of water. You get a mint. You can pay on your phone. It was just such a better user experience for me as a consumer, right? So I know which one mm-hmm. I'm going to choose, but it was a disruption mm-hmm. to an industry. The Uber completely disrupted the industry. And I feel like that is mm-hmm. what Canberra is doing with design. And I don't think it's a negative thing. I think that there has been a gap in that market in terms of something for small business. To create their own content. And like, we are now such a visual society. Like we, we, you need to be putting out content in terms of, you know, attracting your ideal audience and and getting sales. So I say that it's a disruption to the industry and I refer to it like, you know, how Uber disrupted the taxi industry, but I'm interested to hear what you say.
0: (laughs) Okay. I have to put everything in terms of food because that's just how my brain works. Right. (laughs) So I describe it as If the Adobe Creative Suite is a Michelin star kitchen and your graphic designers are head chefs, right? We're chefs. We can take a list of ingredients and all these tools and make something delicious. So we can take all of these programs and all of your assets and make you a fantastic brand. That doesn't mean that you can take a business owner off the street who runs a flower shop and like throw them into a commercial kitchen and say, okay, make something with these ingredients. They're like, I don't even know how to use half of these tools. Like this is so beyond, right? So what Canva does is it kind of just brings it, brings that commercial kitchen down a level. It's like, okay, let's, let's just practice your like chopping techniques or maybe like just use an oven or a stove, like one pan to start. And once we can (laughs) kind of get that going and you have some confidence of how to use these ingredients, then you can kind of ramp up or you can outsource or you can, do the things that are on the more sophisticated programs. But for the average person, they don't need more than like a sharp chef's knife, a cutting board, a good pan and an oven. Like, yes, let's not overcomplicate it. Right. And once they know how to use their ingredients, then everything's going to taste uniform. It's going to look good. It's going to look, come together nicely. It's going to be well presented because we're not trying to sous vide and braise and broil and do all these crazy (laughs) tools that like people don't know how to use. I love right? that
1: so much. I want to steal that. That is such a good steal explanation. It. Please take oh it. Take gosh. it. <laughs> steal it. Don't be me it, it on really me. <laughs> helps.
0: No, of course not. And I, I made a t- TikTok about it because I, I said, do chefs sometimes use microwaves? I said, are you getting paid for your skills or are you getting paid for your tools? Because if you're saying, if you're shitting on Canva, because you say you're not a real designer if you use Canva, then are people paying for you because you know how to use the Adobe Creative Suite or are they paying for your brain and your creative ideas and your implementation Mm -hmm. and the execution on their vision? Are you solving the problem? Because it sounds like you're just kind of gatekeeping it because you just have access to these tools. And the comment section was wild, wild. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm
1: gonna go back and look at that you should, you
0: should and they're like well a master chef would never use a microwave to like give you know present food to their client and i'm like okay you're missing the point you're missing the point here let's take a quick break from today's episode to remind you the importance of reels for your business We know that Reels is pretty much the only way to get reach, engagement, impressions, really basically to get people to get eyes on your stuff these days when it comes to Instagram. So I've created a Canva Reels training exactly for this reason. You guys know I love Canva. I will always sing the praises of Canva, but what you're probably sleeping on is the fact that you can really make great Reels and TikToks with Canva. In this 30-minute training, you'll learn exactly how I make videos with Canva, where to source on-brand free video assets, yes, free, that you can use for your Reels, your TikToks, your video content, etc. and really going to cover the basics of brand video editing and brand storytelling so that you can really make maximum impact with the time that you spend cutting together videos. The Canva Reels training is linked in today's show notes, but it's also available To you at mkwcreative.co slash kiss dash my or you can just search canva reels in my website and it'll also come up so enjoy the training check it out let me know what you learned would love to hear what you think now back to today's episode use the tools that are accessible to you and make the best out of the tools until you're ready to get to that next level and for most business owners having a great understanding of canva is wonderful
1: yes absolutely and um I've had designers say that it's taking, you know, like potential work away from them. And I'm just like there will always be, always, 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 always be a need for a professional graphic designer in terms of putting content together. Like I have had clients come to me and say I've just spent two hours looking at a blank page trying to put something together and it looks like dog crap and I'm not going to post it. And like Mm -hmm. there is so much, yeah, There's definitely a need for a graphic designer. And for me, like it has hands down allowed me to increase my service offerings. I create passive income through Canva. Like it's, it's been like a game changer.
0: Yeah. So what are some of those things that small businesses can use Canva for? I think the most popular ones are like social media graphics, but you were mentioning, you know, everything from email newsletters to print design to all kinds of stuff. What is kind of the myriad of things that you can create inside of Canva?
1: Yeah, well, so on a day-to-day basis, I do a whole bunch of custom templates for different clients and they range from, as you said, social media templates, ebook design, Facebook banner ads, um, LinkedIn cover pages, uh, cover graphics. I've even been able to show um, clients how to create their own mock-up graphics so that they could advertise on freebie downloads um, have their, like, say for example, they create an ebook in Canva or we create a template and they, they use that. We can then take the front page of that template, uh, of that guide, um, re-upload it and put it into a mock-up so that they then have graphics on their websites to advertise a product. In terms of digital marketing and digital uses, there's no real limits. Like I've, I've been able to help clients set up website hero slider graphics in Canva that they can then put into their Shopify store. I still definitely think that there is there there really needs to be more education and understanding of print like quality and like yes. high resolution graphics yep. and DPI and when when it comes to actually like printing books or like anything that you want printed really. But I think in terms of small businesses, when they just need to have that business card or they just need that you know that A five promo um, postcard, mm-hmm. then it's fine. It's it's much the same as using Vistaprint or another online printer.
0: Have you dabbled with video? I have, are you making absolutely. videos in Canada now? Yeah,
1: yes, yes, yes. And I remember that actually saying- That is my saying... favorite
0: thing. <laughs> oh, the best. Oh, so good.
1: And um, educating so good. clients on how to use those animations for video content. Like we are mm-hmm. every day- our society is driving closer and closer to just being like video and that's something that I want to upskill more on and like I want to evolve more into like learning animation and high quality animation like I do I do love Canva animation because it's so simple and it's so accessible for everyone but there's still like I want to learn more about like the high quality animation
0: in, in like the Adobe. Well, get ready because I'm hosting a Kiss My Gifts workshop before the end of the month. So I will send oh, you the yay. link and I'm going to teach all through After Effects how to make Gifts and then how to use Gifts in Canva and use them in other places. So that's definitely on the radar because hilariously, After Effects is one of the first programs that I learned.
1: Really? Which is so oh funny gosh. because
0: I was, yes, yes, Yeah, I was a video major and a lot of the video editing, all I wanted to do was special effects stuff. So like I built a hologram for one of my projects and like was really into feedback loops and digital space. And my whole thesis show is about, you know, a commentary on digital screens, which is really funny that that was 2012 um, because we're still talking about that conversation. But After Effects is one of those sneaky, sneaky programs that I think if you're a new, new to the creative field or you're a student or you're just about to graduate or you have, you're in your first two years, I think learning motion graphics has such a long lifespan ahead of it. Do you agree? Yes,
1: absolutely. And that is probably one of my predictions as a designer is that we are going to have to evolve and grow and learn these new, you know, techniques because um, you see it every day. Like you see like an animated logo and I know that I go it catches my eye and I want to look at it more. Um,
0: but I also want to mm-hmm. know how to do it. <laughs> so yeah, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. sure. No, we're definitely going to get into that. Um, but as we are talking about the evolution of design businesses and agencies and everything, how can they start to incorporate Canva so that they don't get left behind? I rolled out on Georgia K's suggestion, a one-on-one day service that's exclusive to Canva. It is a three hour sprint inside the client's Canva account, make as many assets as we can and then cut you loose and you're ready to go. And you're not waiting on me to deliver you files. So like truly, by the time we end at the three hour mark, it's all in your account. So you don't have to contact me again. And that's been such a great add-on to my service offerings because the client gets such intense value. They not only are getting all the templates, like the value of the templates, they're getting the training of seeing how I pulled it together in Canva. So yes. It's not like it's all that complicated. But yeah, to be able to show them in real time, of course I can do it crazy fast and I know all the shortcuts and stuff, but I show them like this is how you take a template and then go to your brand kit and change the styles so that it's in your fonts and your colors and here's where the stock photos are and really kind of showing them the inner workings yes. and all the possibilities. So that whether it's them or it's, you know, an office admin that they hire, they can execute and, and be more in control of their marketing. I really think that's what it comes down to. One of my biggest
1: um like values is empowering other people in their business. And that is exactly what that is doing. And I hands down agree with you. And I um actually do the same thing. So when I build yeah, that's right for clients. Yeah, like I walk them through it. And I had a session the other day with um a client who had, had booked me for custom templates and I actually they came on zoom and we did them together and like even showing them shortcuts like Control c and Control v like they that blew their mind mm-hmm. and I was like really like that okay mm-hmm. um, but yeah so simple things like that and I um for so long people would ask me for a course like you know you know the drill and I was like, yeah, I need to do it. I need to do it. But again, like my, I don't have the time to put together as a course for a six week program or, and I also, that doesn't, that doesn't light up my soul. So um, right. I ended up, I ended up putting together like an hour masterclass. So it's called Can- Canva Fundamentals for Small Business. And as you mentioned before, That's right. um, I am actually a, a Canva creator. So I create um, templates and illustrations directly for the Canva template bank. And I earn passive income from doing that. And so there's a few like tricks and Canva has like quality gu- guidelines. So you have to, you have to do, to be able to get into that program. Um, I was lucky enough to be invited back in 2019. Um, so the the template team actually saw me posting uh, on Pinterest, like custom templates, and they invited me to the program. And at first I was a little bit like, oh, do I really need this? Like I'm already kind of like getting a client base and But it actually has increased my knowledge in terms of Canva hacks, um, how to do things. I can request features with them directly, which has been really cool. And so um, like, and when new things come out, like I'm one of the first people to know because I get, you know, back behind the scenes access, so to speak. So I create uh, passive income by creating templates and illustrations. So you know how you jump into the elements field in Canva and you search things. Sometimes you might see some of myself, which is pretty cool. Um, But Mm -hmm. yeah, really really in terms of being able to to hand over tangible templates to clients and then show them how to use that and educate them. My my masterclass actually walks through that process. So people can see me designing a set of templates. I walk through like design, basic design principles, like um, mistakes, common mistakes that I see small businesses make, like including too much content in their post Um, and, you know, scale, like using fonts that are too small or using nine different font choices in the one graphic (laughs)
0: Mm-hmm. Don't do that. <laughs> just mm-hmm. don't. Um yeah. There's so many and that's where like you said there's so there's going to be so much job security for a designer whether you're using Canva or not because yes. you have the eye for it and for balance and symmetry and contrast and form and shape and line and color like those are the things that really really good design you don't notice it because it's done so well. Yes. But you definitely know when it's bad design. Like I've now have an album in my phone of just bad design I've seen around town and I'm like waiting to make a a TikTok roast about it, but it's so true. It's one of those things where it, it really catches you off guard if something isn't designed well. And I think that for most business owners, again, they're the dermatologists of the world and dentists and small business owners, and they're not trained in this. And so they're going to end up spinning their wheels in circles, even with how easy relatively for us Canva is like, they still need the help. Right. They still need to be in the cooking class to learn how to use the ingredients and how to use the tools.
1: Yes, absolutely. And who's like, I know right now Canva is um, like a platform that's kind of like just like raster, but what's to say Uh with their, with their, the amount of money that they are making, what's to say that they are not the next Adobe, like who, who knows what's going to happen in the future. And I don't say that because I know anything about that kind of, even though I've got behind the scenes access, I don't know future plans like that. But I'm constantly thinking um, outside the box, like what happens if, for example, we no longer use electricity, we find energy source from something else. And it's just like, well, mm-hmm. what's, what's going to happen in the future of design? Like what's going to be the next thing? I kind of predict that definitely animation is going to be huge and that's going to continue to grow and evolve and um, become ever more accessible to small businesses. So I love I love 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 that you jumped on and you are, you know, educating people how to create reels and and um stories
0: using Canva. Like that's so 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 cool. Um but I also so that's think my that- to, that's my request for you to send into that's my request for you to send into Canva for the edits is yes. um I need multiple track timelines for videos. Right now, oh, yeah. if you're making a video in Canva, each page is its own slide, which is fine. But you want to be able to have multiple tracks and to yeah. so be able to layer in audio to see the tracks, like like Premiere Pro or like uh, After Effects or anything like that. That would be the first. I'm trying to like rack my brain now of like, the things that I wish Canva. <laughs> if you would do? when you when you're doing stuff in Canva and something pops up, just shoot me a message and I can totally request that. We're pretty much at the end. But I love the Canva stuff. Let's talk price points. Canva is way more affordable than the Adobe Creative Suite.
1: Absolutely. Like, oh my gosh. I, I Sometimes when I my Adobe um, subscription comes out of my bank account, I'm just like, what? what that, that's expensive. I didn't even Ouch. open that
0: program this week. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's one of those costs of doing business things. But I think Canva for how robust it is. I went on a TikTok live this morning and I said, if I were a designer, I was 20 years old. I would just only use Canva. I wouldn't even bother. Like just just really start to learn Canva. Yes. Granted, you can't do logos. You can't do vector-based work. Yeah. So that is, a, that is a a handicap. But if you want to offer social media marketing services, um, other design services, you want to help people grow their email lists, like you really kind of only need Canva. Absolutely.
1: And like, for example, like a lot of the people that have come and done my hour masterclass, they're either social media managers or VAs who are creating content for their clients Mm -hmm. but now just have a little bit more of design kind of skills and knowledge to be able to create really like on-trend, professional-looking graphics. But um, I love that you brought that up before because um, in terms of like a a younger person learning or starting to even know if they want to be a designer, Canva is like you can eat your heart out. I had a work experience student with me last year and pretty much I just showed him Canva um, because realistically Mm -hmm. he was only going to be with me for uh, a week and so I'm kind of showing him like what I do on a day-to-day basis in terms of being a graphic designer but actually giving him a few little briefs in Canva allowed him to kind of start thinking about like how to be creative and, and how to use graphics and how to create your own style and by the end of the week he had like a pdf portfolio as a 14 year old in high school and he could do all that in Canva. And I'm like, he might now go out and start doing band posters and he can do that in Canva.
0: The younger generation is learning it so easy. Yeah. Like my sister, my youngest sister is 18 and so she's just in her first year of college, but she has been using Canva for like the last 3 years for all of her school presentations, for all of her um, you know, little cover letters and resume things to get a summer job. Like she's been in it for a while. Yeah. And she's freaking good. Yes. I'm like, "Man, it's totally it's such a different skill set, but it's such a cool time to be doing it because there's also so much free education online." Absolutely. Or like bite-sized education online, right? Where you're not spending four years and a college degree to learn something that you can start making money on literally tomorrow.
1: Exactly. Oh my gosh. And I know people who are not qualified graphic designers who make money by selling things from Canva. It's it it's definitely opened up pathways in terms of like digital products and being able to kind of like create things that you could then sell. There's a, a little bit of licensing, um, like
0: copyright and
1: that kind of stuff that you have to check out first but I yeah my prediction is definitely like there's going to be a lot more upcoming graphic designers who are hands down like know the ins and outs of Canva and if Canva turns vector if they then allow you to create vector artwork like I know who's going to win that race (laughs) um Uh uh-huh and and Uh and if you're a graphic designer that um refuses to use Canva well that's okay but you might kind of get left behind and your client's I bet you any money you've already had
0: clients asking you for things in Canva. Right. Let's kind of rapid fire. If you're an existing designer and you haven't dipped your toe in the Canva pond yet, what are some ways that you might recommend that someone starts incorporating that into their services? So we talked about one-on-one days. We talked about selling templates. For me, it's loading up all of our clients' branding in the Canva for them, which I think you do as well. Yeah. So setting up their brand kit, adding in all their stock photos, their patterns, icons, illustrations, elements, et cetera. What are some other services from the agency side or designer side that people can offer via Canva?
1: Um, great question. I think definitely um, customized templates because so many businesses go into the general Canva template ba- bank and they just see so much stuff and they get, they get drawn to one design, but it's not on brand at all. Um, I, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Anytime like a, a client says to me, can you design me like a, a Facebook cover graphic? I say, yeah, I'm going to do that in Canva for you.
0: And I'll give you the template that way you can use it and roll that out. We said print design. We said print design a little bit, though it could be improved. We said video content for yeah. sure. Um I think that it's a great repurposing tool. Yes. I know someone in San Diego, her her entire business is she is a content repurposing agency. So she'll take your long form podcast. She'll take your blog posts. She'll take your YouTube videos and basically splice it down into whatever other medium it needs to be. And she uses Canva. Uh, wow. that's a great, another great offering. Yeah. Canva. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's
1: impressive. Um, I also say to all of my clients when I'm setting up their pin, like, cause I, I set up their, um, their templates and upload all their brand assets into Canva. I love to create them Pinterest pins cause I feel like even designers so much, so many leads come from Pinterest. I'm like, Pinterest is underrated. Um, so I talk to all, all of my small businesses about that and how Canva can leverage more you know, traffic to their website through like Pinterest. Um, but yeah, I love, I love training my, my, my brand design clients, um, in Canva. I think that's super important. I think education can sometimes be more, um, valuable than actually the, the, the content or the thing like the, yeah, that's, that's what I was trying to say. But yeah, I, there's, yeah, there's so many, like I, personally, like I, I want to actually become more of an educator for other designers in terms of using creating passive income from Canva. I think, you know, those words, passive income is kind of like the ideal, you know, thing that we're all aiming for. And I already create a fair amount of passive income through Canva. And so I want to be able to empower other designers and content creators on how to do that. So I'm, um, yeah, I'm
0: working on a masterclass at the moment where I can walk people through that process. I'm excited to see that. I want to take that when you have it. So you'll have oh, to yeah. send it to me because I think too, how often do we have as designers, do you have concepts or or little doodles that you played with that didn't end up making it into that brand design that then could live a second life, right? As, exactly. as a Canva asset. Yeah, yeah. So and, cool. And it's um like, I think anytime that you can create wealth
1: in your business and it not be tied to your time, yeah. oh my gosh, like uh, what I wouldn't do for extra time in the day, but you know, one day I want to look back at this journey in this last four to five years of, like, I'm hard work. It has been blood, sweat, and mm-hmm. tears, mm-hmm. and like sixteen-hour days, seventeen-hour days. Like I know that you've had like the seven a.m.s to eleven p.m.s. So, like we are, we are crazy. It's also like we are, we're, we're working so hard, but there
0: has to be a purpose for it, right? Like we have to get to that. We have to see yes. that light at the end of the tunnel. And there's a goal. Yeah. Yes. There's, it's, it's grind mode now. I'm in grind mode because I want to be able to take off a six month sabbatical and have my business run. And I want to say, you know what, next summer, I'm just going to be on the coast in Italy and I'm not going to work on any client projects, but I'm still going to drive an income for my business. Yes. That's the goal. And that's for me, that's coming from building my team and creating like passive income opportunities online through the trainings, through the social networks, et cetera. Um, But yeah, I think that there's, there are those bigger picture, you know, things in mind. And, and I think you and I are similar It's like lifestyle first work second. Yes. Yeah. And if I have to maybe work a little bit more today so that I can take an extra three day weekend next weekend, like. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Right. Absolutely. Cool. Oh my gosh. So great. So great. Well, the last question is for, for bro, for Brody is, uh, where can everyone find you, follow you, work with you, check out your Canva work. I mean, I think people are going to want to go see it after this. So let the people know where to find you. Okay.
1: Well, probably best bet would be on Instagram first. So um, my handle is at Brody Rose, B-R-O-D-I-R-O-S-E. And from there, the link in my bio can take you through to my website, through to my um, Canva creator profile, through to Creative Market. You'll be able to check out my website and other social media platforms from there. Um, Totally invite you to follow me on Pinterest because hashtag love Pinterest. Um, And it's just Brodie-Rose Creative Co on Pinterest. And Yeah. Can't wait to meet you all. Wonderful. We got to get you on TikTok, girl. Oh, so I have, I I know, right? Like I, when you, you actually put out like a, a story about the, I'm talking the day that you started your TikTok account, like you were telling people about it. And I remember going, oh, TikTok for a designer, like, oh my gosh, I should jump on this bandwagon. And I started to, and then like, you know, life, work, it just kind of like got too much. And so every now and then I put one up, but I'm so not you. You are
0: like the innovator. I'll tell you, all, four, all four of my full service brand design clients this year that have signed on have found me through TikTok. And oh that, those are projects from 10K, 12K, 17K into 20K projects. Yeah. I love that. From TikTok. Yeah. So it, it can happen. I actually, just before this recorded the TikTok sound, that's like, thanks, another one. Thanks, another one. Because I'm going to do the screenshots of the emails that says, how did you find out about MKW Creative Co? TikTok. Yeah. And I'm just going to be like, guys, I'm, this is a thing. Um, so yeah, I'd love to see you on there. I'd love to see you do like Canva hacks on there. Here's how to find my assets in Canva. Here's how I make money from Canva. Like yes. you could really go for it. I need to write up a And Canva is 20- very active on TikTok.
1: Yeah, and they would probably Canvas shit. commented
0: on some of my stuff before. Yes. Uh huh. I love that. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Okay. Love it. It's the kick up the butt I need. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, good. Good good good. I can't wait to see it. Well, thank you so much for joining us and thanks everyone for listening and we'll catch you next time. Perfect. Bye. See ya. The Kiss My Aesthetic Facebook group is also going to be a killer resource for you to ask questions, get feedback on anything branding, marketing, or entrepreneurship related. And to catch today's show notes or anything that we talked about in this episode, make sure you go to nkwcreative.co slash kmapod. We'll catch you next time.